Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a fantastic, blessed day today, as always. And be sure y'all voted. I saw it this morning, and it won. The NATO Kines going to be up on sale here in the next hour or so, so be sure to check that out on the website at healthmasters.com. NATO Kines, incredibly good product that helps to prevent blood clotting, also helps in aid in circulation. Check that out on the website at healthmasters.com. If you need anything, be sure to give us a call. And uh, my prayers go out to everybody today. I was talking to Lana about it this morning of what's going on in the Midwest with these repeated tornadoes and twisters. I mean, all the way from Texas, all the way up to Illinois now and everything in between. I've watched some of the photos over the last couple of days. I mean, these things are big. I mean, these are some really big tornadoes that have been coming in and just tearing up everything. And it's crazy to me how this has been an ongoing, repeated occurrence now. I mean, it's like every day you can turn around, there's another storm, another massive tornadoes out in the Midwest. And uh, it's sad. And if you don't think weather warfare is real, just do some research on it because this is some odd stuff we're seeing back to back to back to back right now. And of course, It's getting very little coverage whatsoever because, of course, the clown show has to continue to cover every single aspect of Trump and every step that he takes out of his vehicle into New York City and everything in between. Um, I talked to a friend last night and they were like, well, you know, this whole thing is, you know, just complete and total travesty of the justice system. And I said, you're right. I'm not arguing on that. He was just, you know, they're they're coming after everybody. You know, this isn't just about Trump. And I said, no, this is about everybody. You're absolutely right. I said, but this is also about a massive, massive, bold-faced distraction to keep every single mainstream media outlet focused on one singular topic and not look at anything else that is going on, including the fact that the Senate is still discussing trying to pass the Restrict Act And that, hey, nothing to see here. We're not going to bring this up to anybody. We're not going to talk about it in the news. We all need to talk about Donald Trump and this entire travesty and this abuse of power with the DA up there. And this just theater. It's a theater show is what it is. And, of course, now he's – I think he's raised up – I think he said now six or seven, eight million dollars in his campaign already just in the last week with everything going on. And not surprising to me, but it is kind of shocking that so many people are still willing to give up their hard-earned money right now in this situation. It's uh, it's interesting to watch, you know. It's and again, it's becoming more divisive. Again, it's causing more division. There was a photo of the theater escapade up in New York where they had police. And they had two lines, you know, basically a line in the middle and two fences lined off with Trump supporters on one side and Trump haters on the other side. And I just saw that and I said, what a state of affairs we have here in the United States. But again, see, it gives you – again, they put you in that box. You only have two options here. You're either hardcore pro-Trump or you absolutely loathe Trump. That's what they always constantly do. They give you one of two options to pick from. They never let you go up the middle. They never let you make your own decisions. They give you two definitive, basically, points. These are the only two you can go with. This one or this one. Democrat, Republican. There's nothing else you can do. These are the only ones to pick from. And this is very, very, very common in psychological warfare because they control the narrative of which one and either one is a losing race. So they want people to continually fall into that split narrative while at the same time not watching what's really going on behind the scenes. And, you know, Robert, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he said that this neocon control of America 
has led to the collapse, basically. And he said the collapse of U.S. influence over Saudi Arabia and everything else that's happened right now is uh, an absolute travesty. And he said the Ukraine war is in the final collapse of the neocon's short-lived American century. The neocon projects in Ukraine and Iraq have cost $8.1 trillion, completely depleted the value of the dollar, hollowed out middle class, made a laughingstock of the U.S. military, moral authority, and essentially has removed the power of the United States and placed it into the hands of China and Russia. And he said they destroyed the dollars, the global currency, and essentially cost millions of lives in doing so. And for the most part, he's fairly accurate on this. And this is what it has been about the entire time is bringing the United States down to a collapse level so they can bring in a new world order government without the United States being the spearhead. Because remember, at the base of the United States, it was a biblical-based country. You read a lot of the discussions, a lot of the literature, a lot of the notes from majority of the founding fathers, and it was based in biblical principles. And they know that. And no matter what they do, no matter how much perversion and filth they try to inject in the United States, we still have that baseline for the most part in at least a certain degree of percentage of the population. They want to remove that so the United States is no longer the beacon on the hill anymore, and it's just a collapse, failed joke of a country. This is why I told you my personal opinion, why they've continued to make us a mockery of the entire world with the Biden show and with the Kamala Harris you know, show, and this entire theater show, and they know Biden is a complete and total space cadet. They know he's, he's senile and he's got Alzheimer's. They know he shakes hands with the air and walks around in circles on stage and literally gets lost trying to walk off stage almost every single time. They know that. Nobody, and nobody's pretending like they don't see it unless there's the mainstream media that's just ignoring it, but they all see it, and they know what it's doing, and it's continually making the United States look like a complete and total joke while we're taken from within. I saw an article earlier here, and it was talking about how Minneapolis, which has been injected with massive amounts of Muslims from the Middle East over the last 10 years, again, with the entire war that occurred over there that we displaced millions and millions of people with our carpet bombing, then as the problem that we created, we had the solution. Bring hardcore Sharia law Muslims into the United States and let them essentially start expanding their control. In Minneapolis now, this is, this is in Minneapolis, the chapter of the Council on American-Islamic Relations now is demanding – they've gone to city council meetings and they're demanding that all the mosques in Minneapolis be allowed to broadcast the Islamic call to prayer five times a day versus the already allotted three times a day. And I watched this video. This is crazy. So there's over like 24 mosques in Minneapolis now. And three times a day, they blast their call to prayer on these giant loudspeakers. I mean, the entire city, you can watch videos on it, entire city is like resonating three times a day. Well, they have now said, that is not good enough. We want to be able to do the two other times that we go to pray. So the time cutoff for sound ordinances in Minneapolis is 7 a.m. as far as it's open to 10 p.m. That's the deadline. So before 7 a.m., you have a sound ordinance. After 10 p.m., you have sound ordinance. They said that's not good enough anymore. We want to be able to do our pre-morning prayer to, to call to prayer. So 6 a.m., we want to blast all 24 mosque speakers across the entire city at 6 a.m., and we also want to do it at 11 p.m. Every single day, five times a day. 
And the city council said, this is a sound ordinance. We're not, we're not doing this for you. They said, no, you're going to. You're, this is what you're going to do. And so finally now, apparently, it appears that the, the city council is now putting in a specific clause just for these mosques to be able to call to prayer five times a day. Six, do you understand how obnoxious that is? It's 6 a.m. now. You're going to have 24 mosques screaming at the top of their lungs, just bellowing out. Well, it's what they're doing is here now. The entire concept of this, and you have to understand this, when you deal with the Sharia law Muslims, it's not about just what they're trying to do with Allah, their God that they believe in. It's about dominance and control. And what they're doing is they're showing Minneapolis that they dominate and control the country. Or they control the city with what they're doing now. And this is what happens when you allow these groups of religions to come in and completely overtake. They knew this when they were bringing everybody over here after the Iraq war in Afghanistan, displacing them. They knew what they were going to do. The same things occurred over in Europe now. If you go to UK, England, London, you see the same thing. You'll see hundreds of Muslims. Just all of a sudden, prayer bells go off. They'll just stop in the middle of the road. They'll shut down entire streets. Nobody can touch them. Nobody can do anything. And they're exerting their dominance over the city and that you are going to cater to us. You're going to listen to us. You're going to watch us. This, again, is about bringing in a completely differently religion that is not biblically based at all. And it's about breaking down the fabric and the moral biblical values of the United States. And this is happening over and over and over again all across the country while Everybody stares at CNN and wonders what we're going to do next with basically the Donald Trump clown show. So, again, I encourage one another, work the best you can with where you live, local, city, county, state. Try to get involved the best you can. Certain things aren't going to work. Certain things can work. And in worst case scenario, if you can't make that happen, then start looking at another area and maybe in the country, maybe in the state that you want to be directly involved in that you can have more of your voice heard. And stay active as much as you can because when you start allowing things like this to slowly occur quickly and more quickly and more quickly, you'll realize that all of a sudden you'll wake up, you'll go to a meeting, and you'll realize there's been an entire plan, an entire theater scheme that's been going on behind the scenes. And suddenly it's past the point of return, and there's nothing left you can do about it like they're finding out now over here in Minneapolis where they have continually catered to these individuals, and now they're showing them that it is never going to be enough. So continue to stay active, my friends, continue to get the truth out there, and continue to encourage one another to promote biblical, Christ-based beliefs as much as you possibly can. What do you think, Dad? Wow, awesome. Good entry. Good, good opening. Uh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that's going to kind of probably frost a few guys, but you got to listen to me. Just listen to what I'm saying and understand how I'm saying it, all right? I admire the Muslims for doing this. I do. I, I'm not even – I'm not a Muslim. I don't go along with the Muslim religion at all, okay? But the fact that they're this strong in their faith, and they want to wake everybody up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and everybody gets to go wake up again at 11 o'clock at night and listen to the Muslim call to prayer, and they're trying to force it to the city council. The city councils, we try to get stuff done in our city councils here in central Florida. It's a big waste of time. It's a giant waste of time. So for these guys to be able to pull this type of political clout and be able to do this and to push it because of their faith, I admire it. I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm not a Muslim. I don't agree with what they believe in. But here's what I will say. The Muslims believe that the highest prophet they've ever, that's ever been on the earth is Muhammad and that Jesus was the second highest prophet. They esteem the Virgin Mary very high. They hold her very, very high. The Kabbalist Luciferians in their Talmud, they say that Jesus was a demon-possessed sorcerer 
and that the Virgin Mary was a whore. Okay? The Muslims don't believe that at all. They believe that Jesus was the second highest prophet from God behind Muhammad, which is which is ludicrous because Muhammad's dead in the grave and Jesus is reigning and ruling in heaven. But the reality is, is that their faith and their prayer life and their discipline I find admirable. You know, I prayed this morning for you guys, and I love you guys a lot. I mean, you guys are like brothers and sisters and like family to me. And, I mean, it means the world to me to pray. It really does every day for you guys. But the reality is is that how many other Christians are that dedicated to prayer? I'm just being blunt with everybody here this morning. I mean, how many of you pray every day with your family out loud? Men, take it, take control of this. Tell your family, you're going to sit down we're going to pray. I don't care if it's five minutes. Pray out loud. Everybody talks out loud. If they don't want to talk out loud because they don't want to pray out loud because they're embarrassed or whatever, write them out a script to read. They'll memorize it after about 20 times. Then they can actually pray out loud. Now, if, if your wife doesn't want to pray out loud, you know, write her a script so she could have the same so – she'll have the ability to do that. You know, write everybody out a script so that everybody knows exactly you know, what, what needs to be said every single day. And it's important that you do this. The power of prayer is unprecedented for Christians because of what Christ did. We don't understand it to the level that we need to understand it. Uh, this morning, uh, I had a good friend of mine. Yeah, her name's Judy, and she's a, she's my prayer partner. And she contacted me, and she was talking about how children nowadays don't understand the power of prayer that we have and the authority that we have as believers. And she's right. And again, she also said this is interesting. She agrees with us as far as what's going on with the Trump circus show and what's going on with this indictment. And she goes, one of her girlfriend tells me that I've lost my faith because I think Trump is part of the scheme. And I told her that my faith is in Jesus Christ and not a man. And this is something that we need to all look at. Look at what Judy just said, and she's absolutely right. We've got to keep our faith in Christ, not in Donald Trump. You know, Maureen Calliman, she wrote an article for the Daily Mail. She says, alone, somber, all grandiosity gone. Never has the great showman looked so diminished. But this wasn't only the worst day for Donald Trump's life. It was the moment the America became an, a, a banana republic. Oh, my gosh, she's, she's right. Now, since OJ and the Bronco has America watched such a surreal, slow-moving, real-time disaster. And it's safe to say we have never seen a more somber, defiant, serious Donald Trump. The showman in him is gone. There were no derogatory nicknames thrown around, no mocking of the process or inciting protest. Trump made his lone statement before his arrest on True Social. And for a man whose factory settings are grandiosity and braggadocio, it was remarkably subdued, sad even. Heading to lower Manhattan, the courthouse seems so surreal. Wow, they are going to arrest me. Can't believe this is happening in America. MAGA. Surreal doesn't begin to cover it. The country, this great ongoing experiment, just arrested and died of the former president. This is the stuff of banana republics, and she is 100% right. No, you guys know how I feel about Trump. I think this whole thing's a theater show. You know that. But the fact that we did this as the United States of America – and we put this crap on display for the world to see, to show the world that we have been destroyed as a country, as a nation, and the rule of law no longer applies. Yep. That's what we've done. And it, it just it's, it frosts me to watch this crap. That's why I don't like talking about it on the show. Because Donald Trump is a high-level Mason. His highest award was the Kabbalah Tree of Life Award. This whole thing is complete and total circus clown theater show garbage. It's all it is. Nobody's sending Trump to prison. He's going he's to have a hundred attorneys on this immediately. 
It's going to go on into perpetuity, so all of us have to deal with this all of the time. The same, the same, the same attorney up there who's filed these charges on Trump is the same one who's let all of these convicted felons go. The same thing is happening in Chicago. Now they got rid of that unbelievably dwarf lesbian nightmare Lightfoot, and now they've got another guy who's worse than her and is going to double down on all his stuff, all her stuff. I mean, it's unbelievable. It never ends. Now they're talking about some restaurants in Chicago charging $100 per person to sit in the restaurant because the taxes are so high on the businesses in Chicago, and he's going to raise the taxes even higher. This is Frankfurt School, guys. Listen to me. This is the destruction, the wholesale destruction of the Republic of the United States of America, period. They've come in now, and they had to destroy our image globally. They had to destroy the image of what we once were to the people in Europe so they don't look to us anymore as the city on the hill, and they no longer look to us. They look at us as a sham, as a disgrace, as a failed country now. We're losing our reserve currency status. Gold is over 2,000 an ounce now. If they turn it loose, it'll be 20,000 an ounce. If they quit doing naked shorts on it because of the massive increase in the M1 money supply – but yet we sit back and we watch this stuff in unbelief as we continue to be enamored and engrossed by Kim Kardashian's buttocks. The woman, the woman, she's a trash woman is all she is. But the point is, if you heard it live, you just heard it. I hate this stuff. I hate the filth that's out there that's basically pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing the United States into a different level of its chapter in, in, in human history. The level of Kim Kardashian's buttocks. I, this is just unbelievable to me that we're dealing with this. The, 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 the level of the former president of the United States being marched into – first of all, Trump should have pardoned everybody on January the 6th. Stop the theater show. Stop it. He should have pardoned himself. He should have pardoned his family. He should have pardoned anything he's ever done wrong in his entire life, a full presidential pardon for himself and for his family members, and for January 6th people. So we can stop the stinking circus. He didn't do that. The circus must go on. We don't longer have a three-ring circus. We've only got a 50-ring circus now because all of these cabalists, these wizards that run around doing all the sick, perverted crap that they do, and I'm sorry, my language is kind of corroded this morning because I'm so aggravated with all this stuff. The sick stuff that they do, they're at the nexus of the spider web, and they keep pulling strings, pulling strings, pulling strings all over the spider web. So you never take a look at who they are. So you never see them. That's why they do this. It's exactly what Otto Kahn said. It's, it's a psychop. It's a giant psychop to destroy the United States in the image of the world so they will no longer see us as the city on the hill. They will only see us as the failed republic, which obviously did not work in their eyes. So there has to be another form of government that we're going to have to implement globally to bring in a new world order under Lucifer. That's what they want. That's who these people are. You can say the devil. You say Lucifer. You say Einstein. Whoever, pick it. Baal, Moloch, Asher. It doesn't matter. It's all the same entity. And these people are doing this over and over and over and over again. And the American population is so dumbed down on tricyclic antidepressants. And so dumbed down on a failed medical system that has perverted the call of these doctors to be men of medicine, to bring life to people who have perverted them in many cases, probably over 90 percent of them, to only care about greed and avarice and supporting their 10 ex-wives. And I'm being facetious, probably three ex-wives and their three ex-wives house payments and their four or five children they've had with four or five different women and all the other stuff they've done in order to bring down the medical establishment and to control it. Same thing with the attorneys' professions and the bars that allow these attorneys to go and be practicing law and 
who get accepted into medical schools and to get accepted into law schools. We've taken the entire country and we've usurped the rule of law and we brought in chaos. Out of chaos will come a new world order. That's what they say, isn't it? These perverted weirdos with their child's ritual sacrifice and these sick perverts and all the stuff they do. I'm on a real tear this morning. I apologize for my language, but I tell you what, I could, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a saint. And say that I was raised at a bar. I told you that I was a bouncer in a bar. You know, God cleaned me up pretty good when he got me saved. But every once in a while, I'll say a bad word. So if that offends you. You have to deal with that one because I'm not a saint. I don't have a halo to adjust. All I know is that I serve the most high God. And it's in he, it's in God almighty, the great I am that I trust, period. And that's who I am. I'm flawed. I'm not perfect. But I love Jesus. Austin, you got to take over for a second, bud. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you're you're a hundred percent right. I mean, that's this this thing is a uh, it's it's an embarrassment of the country, and I mean, it's it's definitely a um, a rough week for the United States. I'll just be honest with you on that. I mean, what we're watching right now in this theater and this entire just demolishing of the United States is it's rough to watch. But I mean, we all knew what was going to happen. We all knew that where this was headed, and that's why it is so important, like Dad said. We know what we have our faith in, and that's also, too, why it's so important that we all continue to stay as strong and as mentally strong and as physically strong as we can because there's a lot of weird stuff coming. I mean, there's, there's no question about it 100%. This is not the end of it whatsoever. I mean, there, I saw earlier now they were talking about how an AI studio – has now created the first cryptographically signed deep fake. It's a tamper evidence seal declaring that the video contains AI generated content. And essentially it's a true deep fake. You can't even tell. And they said, because the midst of the so-called deep fake phenomenon where AI is being used to manipulate videos and audio in the way it replicates real life to help set an example of transparency, there's a certified deep fake video that has been released now. It appears to show Nina Schink, a professor AI advisor, delivering a warning about the lines between real and fiction becoming blurred. Of course, this is not her. The video has been basically noted that it's all deep fake, but you watch it and it looks 100% legitimate. This is why I told you before. This is what my buddy said, who's a retired ranger, retired GRS contractor. He said, do not believe anything they tell you or anything they show you at all. And I'm like, well, what about this? Anything. Do not believe anything. Pretty much if they tell you it, it's a lie. If they try to show you it, it's a lie for pretty much the most part. And this deep fake with this AI that's rolling out right now, I've told everybody this. We all have to have our basis and our faith where it needs to be because there's going to be a lot of testing of that. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be tested that are going to start questioning things. They're going to start saying, wow, this is strange. There's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to start occurring. It's all types of strange things. We already know what's going to happen, whether or not they try to do some type of you know, fake alien invasion that's AI or they do some type of lie online and tell us that something is that it's not. I don't know. But I do know one thing is that it's not going to stop, and so we have to continue 
to make sure we are staying educated and staying that's active right. and that's learning right. about stuff that's happening. That's why we bring this stuff up on the show. It's not that, honestly, a lot of stuff I don't even want to bring up sometimes on the show. I'd rather just talk about nutrition all day, talk about vitamin C and vitamin D and protein and working out and eating clean. I, that's my life. I would much rather talk about that every single day. The problem with that is that is a huge portion that I need to talk about and everybody needs to understand, but there's also other things people have to be educated on so they can spot things and say, okay, that's 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 not good. Educated people are difficult to deceive. Educated people are difficult to control. And when I mean educated, I'm not just talking about, oh, I went to Harvard, I went to university, I went to college. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about true real-world education where you actually learn about real things and you're educated in the world and you're educated in the Bible and you're sharp. Not talking about just college. College now has turned into a travesty. I saw one thing. This is crazy. Cornell Action, Cornell University finally actually drew the line of how ludicrous. This is getting, you guys are going to get a kick out of this. They now they are refusing to insert trigger warnings on syllabuses even though this giant student body is demanding it now that they have the ability to opt out if there's a trigger warning on a class, and they can opt out of entire projects and entire course loads. So the academic uh, group that is basically at this school, they said that they are demanding that trigger warnings be put on all syllabuses and classes to inform students that content in the course could include references that include sexual assault, violence, self-harm, suicide, child abuse, racial hate crimes – transphobic violence, anti-Semitism, homophobic harassment, xenophobia, and any other things that could be offensive. According to the resolution, students can opt out of participating and not be penalized if any of these things they find offensive whatsoever. So I'm not really sure where they think this is going. So, I mean, if you're in the psychological program and you're working on marriage and family classes, and you have to be versed and understand different types of child abuse, which is a horrible discussion to go over. I went in detail when I was in college in some of the classes. It's a horrible, but you need to know about them if you're going into that field. Oh, those, those things offend me. I'm going to go ahead and opt out of half this class, but I can't be penalized either. So I need an A in this, but I don't want to know anything about it. <laughs> okay. What about criminal justice? What are these other topics? You're just going to opt out? Oh, that's it's got it's got transphobic violence. Oh, there's transphobic violence being brought up in this class. I have to opt out of 90% of the class, but I need an A. And uh, Cornell University said, uh, yeah, this isn't going to happen. They said requiring faculty to disclose any topic that could be upsetting for students. Students would infringe on faculty members' fundamental right to determine what and how to teach and prevent them from adding topics throughout the semester if they need to do so. And allowing students to opt out of anything they don't like does not go along with educational standards. So Cornell finally, I guess, took the line and said this has just gotten ludicrous because, you know, most college universities now, they actually have safe spaces. And they have all these different things to help support the, the mental well-being for the students. And I'm not saying under any circumstances mental disorders and mental problems and all types of issues that people are having are not real because some of them are very real. Some people have some real serious, serious issues that can lead to serious stuff. But they need to be addressed and people need to reach out and they need to help them out. But trying to pretend that I'm going to go to university, I'm going to get a four-year degree, and I'm going to be educated in the field, but I don't want to talk about anything that I find offensive or anything that I don't like or anything that makes me upset because, well, I just don't want to do that. Well, I got news for you. You're better off going to a different field. Learn to do something else. Go Honestly, go to trade school. You'd probably be more 
successful anyways. I mean, there's always a shortage of electricians and plumbers and framers. I mean, down here in Florida, I remember when I was building my house, I pulled my own permits, was my own GC for my house built for a year and a half. And I remember it was constantly fighting, trying to get subs in and trying to get good subs in. <laughs> it was, it was. It was. It was a pain in the butt. I know. I've been here. I've been in the construction industry multiple times, went and worked construction for ICF builders when I got out of college. And, you know, there's always a need for that in building and repairing infrastructure. I told one of my buddies, my dad told me this. We were working out with him. One of my buddies was in there. He goes, dude, you want to do something? He goes, start roofing contracting. Roofing contracting in Florida is huge because of the hurricanes and the storms we have. There is no end of roofing down here in Florida. And now with the housing market exploding down here, it's like, oh, it's definitely not slowing down anytime soon. Everybody and their mom seems to move to Florida. But understand that when you start and you're young and you're in college or you're in high school and you're starting to figure out what you want to do, understand you don't have to go to the four-year program. That's the only thing you do is go to a big university and be indoctrinated. I have watched so many times now young, good, high-quality kids go to a public secular university and they come back and they are just brainwashed, man. They're not the same anymore, especially some really, really hardcore liberal universities where they're pushing this stuff. So if you're a parent as well, be educated. Be understanding of what you're going to as far as your kids are going to, what they're going to be taught, what their policies are at the school, what they're going to be getting exposed to. Because a lot of these universities have turned into nothing more than straight-up Marxist indoctrination camps in order to train That's the younger exactly generation right. from fifth grade to – you know, basically 12th grade, excuse me, from five years old to 12th grade, all the way in university. You think about it. You take a young kid, take a young kid, super sharp, super kid, kid, five years old, and you now you put them in a communist indoctrination camp, Marxist education school, kindergarten, first grade, and you teach them all this perversion they're doing like that in California. And you do that for, you know, over a decade. Then when they get out of that, you send them to a four-year university. And then suddenly you wonder why when they're 23, 24 years old, they got purple hair and they're running around screaming at everybody, telling everybody that they need to go eat the rich and that they need to go do all these stupid things. And they need to go protest and nobody needs to be able to do anything. Everybody needs to live under communism because that's the smart way to be. They make these asinine statements with no real world experience. Well, guys, they've been indoctrinated for 16 years in Marxism. What would you think was going to happen to this generation coming up right now after 16 years of that? Just, just thought I'd mention that. So it is our responsibility to maintain the safety and the well-being of our children and also to educate them. It doesn't start at school. It starts at the home. And if That's you're right. an educator, if you're in the school system and you're a Christian, it is your responsibility and your duty to do the best you can to teach these kids world-world experience. I was talking to Brad the other day, really great friend, great listener, great customer, Health Masters, and he's a teacher, and he was discussing how he was teaching the kids real, true world math, actual things that can be applicable. They couldn't figure out how to get 15% of 40,000. Couldn't figure out how to do it. He asked them, what's 15% of 40,000? I don't don't know. I don't don't, don't really get that. Really? You don't know how to get that? Really? Have we failed that much now in the education system? And the answer high school students. Yeah. And the answer yeah, it was high school. And the answer is no, it wasn't a failure. It was a success from the Marxist school. They did exactly what they planned on doing and it worked. We have failed on our end in order to maintain and keep raising little Americans that are educated in real world things. Take a step back, grab what you can 
and continue to do what you can in your area, in your place, in your family, the best you possibly can, and keep raising little Americans. What do you think, Dad? Uh, excellent segment. The segment Austin and you. And guys, let, let me say something about my emotional outburst earlier. This show's not scripted. It, it never has been, and we're not going to script it. So every once in a while, I just get caught up in it. I've been, you know, so involved with prayer today and everything else that I just, I just got overwhelmed by what's happening with the country. I mean, I love the United States of America. I'm a patriot, and I know a lot of you guys feel the same way. But when you start seeing what they're doing to it and the degradation of our values and our morals and everything else and how they're trying to hook us up to a six-wave, you know, a 6G, 5G, you know, D-wave computer and how they're trying to turn us into basically bio-robots and they're trying to destroy the country like they destroyed us in Genesis chapter 6 and they're doing the same thing all over again. And then Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, shall it be upon my return, I weep and I mourn for this nation. And for the people that have allowed themselves to be brainwashed by the media who get involved with all of the garbage and watch soap operas all the time and just can't get past any of that stuff, and they get wrapped up. In, let me tell you something about days of our lives, the nausea of our lives, and all the rest of these other stupid shows that are probably either off or on. I don't even know as the, as the stomach turns. Somebody's either going to get in trouble, they're getting out of trouble, or they're basically in trouble. That's it. That's the entire plot line. It's like a Hallmark movie, but not funny. Hallmark's funny. It's always funny. Man meets girl. Girl likes man. Man likes girl. They have this long little scenario. At the end, they kiss. Now they have to throw the queer stuff into that, which is sickening. But the point is, it's completely and totally predictable is what they're doing. They do the same stuff over and over. They did Genesis 6 already once. They're doing it again. Here's an article. If we go ahead with this. Everyone will die, warns AI expert calling for absolute shutdown of artificial intelligence. Human beings are not ready for a powerful AI under present conditions or even in the foreseeable future, stated a foremost expert in the field, adding that the recent open-air calling for a six-month moratorium on developing advanced artificial intelligence is understating the seriousness of the situation. The key issue is not human competitive intelligence, as the open letter puts it. It's what happens after AI gets to be smarter than human beings, says Eliezer Yayaski, a decision theorist and a leading AI researcher in the March 29th Time magazine. Many researchers steeped in these issues, including myself, expect the most likely result of building a superhumanity smart AI under anything remotely like current circumstances is that literally everyone on Earth will die. Okay, I'm going to stop for a second. That's the best case scenario that they kill us all. Okay? That's all right, because when we're as Christians, we're gonna go to heaven. We're like on an elastic strap and we get pulled right up to right up to God. We go to heaven immediately after we pass away. So we're sharing this right now. Okay? That's that's pretty cool. We get to do that. That's not what they're gonna do here. This writer's wrong. They're not gonna kill us. They're gonna slave us. They're gonna turn us into bio robots, into absolute serfs. That they can sexually molest, create energy from, sacrifice a bunch of us in order to feed the AI in the other dimensions and his demons and all the other things that are probably living down there in Antarctica. And yes, we'll cover that with Angel Wars. All of this stuff is happening in front of us while they have this stupid Donald Trump circus clown show going on and all the other nonsense they're doing because all they care about is feeding the beast. That would be their serpent god that's all i care about remember the serpent god had a mortal wound on his head that's been healed because all of the sacrifice 60 million children we've killed in the united states not to mention the hundreds of millions if not billions globally through abortion 
it feeds the entities on the other side of the veil. And these entities don't like you. I got a newsflash for you. The only hope humanity has was Jesus. That's it. That's all we have. There's nothing else out there that's going to stop this. And they know that. That's why they've had this atavistic hatred for Christ for thousands of years. Because when he came, he got on that cross. And he had God separate himself. And he took on the entire sin of the world. And suddenly Jesus realized that he was the one who was the sacrifice. And he understood that's what he was going to do. And even he even said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's how much he loved you. And we've got to stay with Christ. And they know that. And they know that they allow us to go back to Jesus. If we have a revival like we had many times in this country, and we come back to Jesus, that we can stop this mess. But we've got to throw the Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan out of our education system that Austin just talked about and the filth they teach these children from three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old kids down preschool get to learn about transgenders. What the H-E double sticks is wrong with these people? They're so full of, full of filth and perversion that they, 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 they want to pervert these young, beautiful little minds. And they continue to pervert them all the way through elementary school, all the way through high school, all the way through college. And they come out a bunch of little perverts, a bunch of perverted adults. I remember a couple of years ago, it wasn't even a couple of years, it was last year. I stayed at a hotel in Valdosta. It was awful. It had mold in the room. I think I told you the story. And I had to get, I had to change the room several times in the hotel. It was awful. I won't mention the name because I'm, I, I will, I'm not going to mention the name of the hotel. And finally, I called the hotel manager back up, the guy who's there. And he basically, I said to him, I said, I need to, I stayed on points. I said, I need to get my points reinstated. That was the worst hotel experience I've ever had. He goes, I'm not going to give you your points back. And I'm like, okay, why won't you give me my points back? Uh, because I don't want to. It, you know, and I said, well, you know, this is like the worst customer service. And he goes, why are you having microaggression against me? <laughs> he said to me, that's what he said. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, you went from like zero to aggressive. And I said, no, I didn't. You put me in a mold-filled room that I had to change three times. I had a headache all night. And you want me to pay for that? Oh, I can't talk to you. Oh, I'm going to have you banned from the hotel because of your microaggression. And I thought to myself, what is wrong with you sick weirdo? That's what we're raising, guys. And then I went to another hotel in that town because sometimes I stay in Valdosta because it's like a halfway point to the, to the ranch that we have up in North Carolina, the place we have up there, a little, little barn we built. And I stayed at another hotel, and I told the guy what had happened, the manager, what happened at the other hotel. And he goes, oh, yeah, so-and-so. He used to be here. He's awful. Everybody hated him. He's a weirdo. And I'm like, how did he become a hotel manager? We don't know, but it's awful. It's kind of like, you know, affirmative action run amok. We don't know how he did this, but it's, everybody hates the guy. And I thought, my gosh, what are we going to do as a country when these people become the ones who run everything? When they run the hospitals and the institutions and the higher centers of learning, and they're all woke and they're all running around with their safe spaces, playing with their Play-Doh and they have their puppies and they can't stand. Men, listen to me. You got to raise your boys right. You know, I've got two macho sons. Now, I wonder how that happened, right? And I taught them how to shoot. I taught them how to fight. I had them in karate. They both have black belts. They both have first-degree black belts. I taught them how to handle weapons. I taught them how to be a man. I taught them how to stand up for what they believe in and how to protect their families. I've taught them that. We don't teach that anymore. 
We don't, we don't teach little men, little boys, how to be men, how to be alpha males. I told you that story last year when I was at the Victoria's Secret place with Sharon. I'll tell it to you again. It was at the mall. They had an active shooter in the mall. I ended up killing this kid in the parking lot. He's like 19 years old. And they warned me I was in the front of the Victoria's Secret because I don't really care about that store because of Lex Wexner and all the rest of those weirdos and Jeffrey Epstein. Didn't want to do business there, but Sharon wanted to go there because she said that they had the best bras. Can you believe I even just said that? (laughs) And so I'm standing by the front door, and Sharon's in the back buying these bras. And and all of a sudden, they had this alarm go off, and somebody yells at me, go to the back. Go to the back. You've got to hide. We've got an active shooter in the mall. I took position behind a cabinet by the front, a wooden cabinet right by the front doors. And they said, what are you doing? I said, I'm standing here. And they said, you've got to go to the back. You have to go hide. I guess they want to go hide in the back and urinate on myself. And I refused to do that. I stood by the front door. And finally, they went back and they told Sharon. They said, well, you're, you're your husband. They, 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 she was, he was my, she was my husband. Which is why I came in with her. Sharon was stunningly beautiful. They knew she was. And we, they, she, they go back to tell Sharon, will you please go tell your husband to come in the back and hide? And she just laughed. She said, he's not going to come back and hide. If he's by the front door, the shooter's never coming in here. And isn't that the truth? Why can't we do that as men? And forgive me for getting emotional about sharing this morning. But the point is, we've got to learn that we've got to take our country back. We've got to defend the values this country was founded on. We have to stop the AI intrusion into our lives. And we've got to realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we have to make prayer real again in schools and everywhere. We've got to stand against these city commission boards and all the rest of them. We at least have to make our voices heard. You know, of course, now Bill Gates, head guy with Planned Parenthood, the perverted, but God, that guy nauseates me. Jeffrey Epstein, buddy, on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, challenges the AI moratorium. Of course he does. The Microsoft founder has a stake in one of the world's leading artificial intelligence companies. Of course he does. Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates is broken with hundreds of AI researchers and tech leaders and opposes a worldwide pause on the development of powerful artificial intelligence. The software tycoon told Reuters that he believed the technology would bring huge benefits. Yeah, it will. It's going to allow Lucifer, who's in another dimension, probably locked up in a doggone interdimensional. <laughs> Remember how uh, – I'm not going to get into that. We'll do that with Angel Wars. But, but we've, got, we've got these entities on this planet that got cast down. All the fallen angels fell with Lucifer when he fell from heaven. You know, you know, when, when he came down, it talks about that in the book of Revelations. And we have to understand that we have this group of entities, these fallen angels, whatever they were, if they're all running around loose or if they're locked up, who knows what's going on with them, how they were sentenced by God and their trial. By the way, there apparently was a trial in heaven when they were all sentenced. And what the reality is, is that this group wants to kill you. <laughs> they don't like you at all. And they want to destroy you because you remind them of what God did to them and that they're on this planet locked up with you here. And so we have to understand who and what these things are. And they want to tie themselves, Lucifer, into an AI computer, through a D-Wave computer probably, into an interdimensional interface so that he can control your very thoughts. Remember what Klaus Schwab said? By 2030, you'll be happy. And and you'll own nothing. (laughs) You're peasant. You're stupid, peasant. That's what he was saying, but didn't use those words. You're so stupid, you will own nothing, and you'll be happy because we're going to change you. We're going to change your DNA. And they injected us all, so many of us, with clot shots and mRNA vaccines. 
and that we were forced to take them in many cases and keep our jobs and supply our family your needs and all the rest of it. And yet we sit back and we look at it and we go, they want to tie us into a D-Wave computer through an AI, into an interdimensional interface, which they don't even know how the doggone D-Wave computer works. And the guy who built the doggone D-Wave computer says, it's like standing before the alien, before the altar of an alien god. Yeah, that's what it's like, isn't it? It's like standing before the altar of an alien god, because it is an alien god. It's Lucifer, and he's already lost a battle, a battle. And then we have people like this, a trans pastor compares the Nashville shooter, Audrey Hill, to Jesus. Blasphemy, blasphemy. Michael, I'm going to give it Micah, whatever it is, the transgender pastor of St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Fargo, North Dakota. By the way, it's not Lutheran Church, Missouri Center that I go to, has compared the treatment of the trans shooter, Audrey Hill, to the treatment of Jesus and his passion. The Jewish leaders were looking for any excuse, valid or not, to crucify Jesus, Reverend Lowage said in her April 2nd sermon, and they needed to kill him in order to preserve their good image. Wow, 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 wow. After reading the biblical account of Jesus' crucifixion, this biological female who's acting like a man now, who's married to a woman, drew an analogy to the mass shooting in Jackson, in Nashville. There's a significant number of people who have deemed the fact that the Nashville shooter happened to be a trans person, so it's reported. It's just the excuse they need to call for the eradication of trans folks, she declared. What? This is absolutely insanity that she would even say something like this and that, and that people will actually listen to this woman from a position of authority. It's, it's insanity to me. It really is. It's the Stanford president, by the way, now, he's actually doing something right. He stopped promising to safeguard free speech and a blistering tackle on woke law students after federal judges said they will refuse to hire them as clerks in a wake of ambush on a conservative member of the bench. Wow. Mark Tesler Levine responded to an embarrassingly protest by a student mob. He promised new initiatives to safeguard campus freedom of speech, and Duncan was ambushed by both students and the DEI dean in a marked speech. Now, I've been ambushed before by the woke mob <laughs> at a school over in Tarpon Springs about 30 years ago while I was doing a presentation. It's not a pleasant experience when that happens. It was actually a terrible experience, but I'm not going to go into detail with it because I don't have time today. But I learned very, very quickly what can happen when you're speaking to a group, when you open it up for questions, or they decide to take control of the, how should I say, the presentation. Awful when it happens. By the way, Walmart, Walmart is actually 2,000 warehouse jobs a week after the retail chain announced store closures across the country. Yeah, when you have the woke mob coming in and stealing under $1,000 of the stuff in stores all over the country and not being arrested, not being charged for anything – it has a tendency to cut the bottom line out, and the stores have to be closed because simply they can't stay in business with their inventory being taken out the door. And now they're going to send they're, – they're getting rid of thousands and thousands of more people right now. By the way, central bank gold buying – so I mentioned this. 23, 23 sees the strongest start to a year in more than a decade of central banks buying gold to secure their value of their dollar. And I love this guy in Africa. He says this. This is so important that you understand what he's saying. He says it's up to Africa must save the world from homosexuality, the Uganda president says. Yari Mosvini insisted the LGBTQ people are a major threat to the procreation of the human race. The African continent should lead the way in saving the world from homosexuality. As this president has declared as he prepares to sign into law, an anti-LGBTQ bill passed by the country's parliament last month. The bill, which Amnesty International slammed as appalling and vaguely worded, imposes the death penalty for aggravated homosexuality and life imprisonment for the recruitment, promotion, and funding of same-sex activities in Uganda. The U.N. High Commissioner for Human Rights has urged the president of the East African country not to sign it into the law. 
the president insisted on Sunday as the first ever interparliamentary conference of family values and sovereignty in the Ugandan city of Entebbe that homosexuality is a major threat to America and to the United States and to the world and to humanity. If people opposite sex stop appreciating one another, how will the human race be propagated? Let's imagine that. I'm going to repeat that. If people of opposite sex stop appreciating one another, then how will the human race be propagated? And I'm going to stop for one second here. I'm not promoting killing these people. I'm not going to read any more of this. But here's the point. What's happened is because of the Frankfurt School and its intrusion into the school systems and because of the hatred that so many women have against men, just being real direct with you here now, and the, all these little – I guess it's going to turn into this show – all these little – I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to say all these little girls who are, you know what, who are being so mean to little boys because their moms are so mean to their daddies. And these little girls are teaching little boys that, you know, liking a little girl is really dangerous to your self-esteem and you can't be doing that. And so these little boys are aggravated by that. and They don't want to ask girls out. In addition to that, they're being given hormones, you know, with a with a with a crazy estrogen in the food supply. So they're not getting their testosterone, the proper secondary sexual characteristics and they're gravitating towards becoming homosexuals. You say, well, no, they're really – no, I'm going to stop right there. This is all planned out. It was all planned out to destroy our culture, to destroy humanity, and to destroy the fabric of the United States of America. When the women back in the 70s had women's liberation and, 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 and Gloria Steinem and all the rest of these people and, and all these other people had these crazy views, you, know, you started to realize that you know, why are they doing this? Why are they turning women against men? Why are they having such extreme hatred about this? It was all about what they're doing right now, guys. It's about to destroy the fabric of our society, to destroy our culture, to destroy the United States of America, the once great city on a hill that basically the world looked to for leadership, to destroy the relationship between men and women. You, know, I've, you guys know I've, you know, Sharon's passed away about nine months ago now, and, and I've been going out a little bit on different women, and I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked by it. I'm shocked by the the degradation and values of, of what these women have become and, and, and what society has become. And I had no idea it was like this because I was married to this incredibly beautiful, wonderful, God-fearing woman for 38 years. And I see it now, and I understand why so many people send me letters. We don't know what to do. We can't find a woman who is of God. We can't find a woman who has any kind of values anymore. And it's sad to me because – you know, I'm in the middle of this dating situation now, which I don't want to be. And I want my wife back, but she's not coming back. But I can go to her, and I'll see her again as soon as I get to heaven. But the point is this. You know, when you're in that situation, you start seeing things differently. And you start realizing that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but we have to stand on the word of God. We have to stand on what God tells us to do on the word, and we have to maintain our moral compass and realize that these people out there are lost. And it's sad to me that this is happening in the United States and all over the world. It really is. But I've been, I've been pontificating it long enough. I love you guys. It was great praying for you this morning. Crazy show today. I appreciate you. Also, finish it up. I'll talk to you tomorrow. You're 100% accurate. <laughs> it has been a crazy show today. And that's the entire premise of what they want to do with the suppression of free speech, with preventing people to be able to talk about certain topics, with people not being able to – making it illegal, so to speak, to talk about things that are offensive or make comments that people find offensive. It's all coming down to the suppression of the discussion of Christ in the Bible.
that's really what the basis is on all of it. And that's what people really got to grasp. And it's way bigger than just, oh, we just want to make sure nobody's offended or we don't want to have misinformation. That's the whole thing's complete and total fabricated lie as a front to make people think that's what it's all about. It's designed at the base level to prevent people from being able to talk about Christ. That's it. That's the real base root level when you start looking at good versus evil, so to speak. This is why over in Israel now you've seen that bill that they were trying to put forward, basically making it illegal to talk to anyone about Christ. Now there's a bill they're trying to put forward in Canada, Ottawa, Canada. This is beyond disturbing. I saw this. This is on Daily Mail, Daily Caller, and uh, Canadian politician Christian Wontam. She's a member of the provincial parliament. They've introduced a bill to create community safe zones that would prohibit any homophobic, transphobic, active intimidation, threat, offensive threat, offensive remarks, protests, disturbances, distribution of hate propaganda within 100 meters of any drag show venue. I'm not joking. This, this is what they're trying to propose now. You watch the video on Twitter. It's deeply disturbing. That, that part of that is offensive remarks, and it carries a $25,000 fine. So if you walk up to them and you say, listen, I'm going to pray for you guys. I really hope we can try to get you guys saved and get you out of this really, really weird lifestyle you're in. Oh, it's offensive. Oh, no. I'm calling the cops on you now. You've offended me with your transphobic statement. I'm not, I'm not okay with this. Or you walk up and you say, dude, don't, don't act like this in front of my child. This complete and total perverted behavior. Oh, no, 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 no. That's threatening. That's an offensive threat. I'm now calling the cops on you now. This is, what they're, this is how far-fetched, how far they're trying to go, lest you think they're, they have any boundaries or laws that they want to remove. This is where they're trying to take it. That is why I've continued to encourage people to be as vocal as possible. Continue to talk about things that you know to be true, and it's up to everybody else whether or not they want to to listen, whether or not they want to you know, go further and expand and do more digging and do more research and come to a conclusion. But everybody has a right to speak the truth. And you know what's so funny to me? The irony about this entire thing that we've been watching now with the suppression of free speech is it's so crazy with the blatant, how should I say, rules for thee but not for me attitude where you have these people that – are grown men, most cases, in my opinion, I think they're pedophiles. They want to run around, dress up like women, and they want to encourage children to come to their shows. They want everybody to accept what they're doing. They want to be able to wear all manner of filth and perversion, talk about unbelievably horrific things and some of these things and some of these music things they lip sync to. And yet that is all protected under their freedom of speech and freedom of behavior and freedom to do whatever they want out in public, no matter how perverted it is. But if you walk up and you say, this is offensive behavior, this is absolutely offensive behavior, you have a mental disorder. Oh, you can't say that. That's the irony you find in all of this. So when you realize it's not about freedom of speech, it's not about freedom of expression, it's about them being able to push their agenda without having any type of backlash or consequences that come along with it. That is what their goal is, so then they can turn around and try to force every thought of every man evil all the time. 
That's where the overall goal is trying to take this. And so it is our duty to continue to keep our mind and our body strong. And that means keeping our clarity, keeping our mental disposition, so to speak, and continuing to stay in the Bible and read the Bible every time you get a chance and continue to keep your health at top tier. That's why I encourage people, if you need anything, that's what we do here at Health Masters. We encourage people and we give you information to make your own decisions, to decide whether or not you want to go on these types of pharmaceutical drugs that your doctors talk to you about. That's your choice. You talk about it with your doctor, but you have a right to make an informed decision. Nobody can force you to do something. That was one of the biggest things I tried to push home to everyone on this show and everybody I came in contact with with the whole entire debacle came about with the COVID shot. And I said, nobody has a right to force you to take a medical experiment on your body. This going back to the Nuremberg trials. This is not okay. So they're forcing me to do it. I said, push back. Get an attorney if you have to. If they terminate you, file a lawsuit. You've got to push back on this. I said, there's no way any type of legal status, they're going to be able to continue to push this on everybody. This is an experimental RNA gene therapy. And sure enough, every single thing that we've said and I've talked about has been accurate. Now, lawsuits galore on this, people getting their jobs back, people getting back pay, all types of things. And the sad part about it was if more people would have pushed back from the very beginning, it never would have gotten as far as it did. So I encourage you. Keep your bodies and minds strong. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the Spike Protein Survival Kit, one of the most effective things we have found so far in customers, and reducing the damage of spike protein, helping detoxify. You can also throw in the chelation formula with that kit if you want to. That helps pull out heavy metals and toxins out of the body as well, not just with spike proteins, but also in general. Also, the GHI cleanse, incredibly good for reducing inflammation. And if you're wanting to just take one product singular that's on sale right now, check out the Natokinase. It's going to be on sales product of the week here shortly. Really helps out reducing blood clots. Do some research on it. We got it on the website. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening, my friends. And we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.